Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly legal podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 266, and welcome back to my front porch. Today is one of those special, special days. We don't get them very often here in Phoenix, but it is like windy out. It's a little cold. I mean, it is perfect. It is just perfect. Now, Danny and I went for a walk uh, a couple hours ago and the wind was like so strong. It was pushing up against us. She was miserable. I couldn't be more happy. That basically is kind of like our marriage in a in a nutshell. It's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing in the world. And she's like, this is horrible. Why are we doing this? Right. I'm like, we should travel around the world adventure. She's like, why don't we just stay home and relax? You know, it's kind of our marriage uh, in a nutshell. It's kind of funny. But um, yeah, tonight's one of those really, really wonderful nights where it's just kind of windy out and uh, yeah I got the fire going and I keep watching it going like it's probably going to invade this space over here and catch me on fire but I don't really care because it's just it's just chilly enough that I need the fire on but it's not so cold that I'm like freezing out here it's like perfect it's so perfect I'm telling you what there is this now I I, I have talked about this multiple times and I, I just want to bring it around I cannot tell you how important it is when you start to slow down and look at the simple things in life, how it makes an impact and a perspective on your, on your life. You know, I think, you know, people are during, you know, during this time right now, like mental health, people are talking about mental health all the time, which I think is really great. But I think what people are underestimating is the power of this very micro kind of way of processing through it as opposed to the macro. Like the macro is like you go to counseling, you take maybe some people need to take some meds, things like that, right? That's macro. Uh, micro is I wake up in the morning and I just find myself grateful for very, very simple things, very simple things. And so this is the encouragement, whatever time of day you're uh, listening to this uh it's just like maybe right after this podcast and maybe this podcast is you're like, I'm grateful for this podcast. So I hope so. But um, slow down, give yourself like maybe five minutes and just start observing, sit in the micro reality you find yourself in. Yes, there's a macro reality, but the micro reality, you have breath in your lungs. You woke up, right? You woke up. It's a big deal. Right. And, 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 and start to celebrate, praise the, praise the Lord for those types of things. You know, I find myself, uh, as I've been creating this discipline over the years of sitting out here on the front porch, uh, learning to do that, learning to thank God for these birds, learning to thank God for, I got these palm trees in front of us and they just, when the wind comes through the sound it makes, it's just awesome. You know, like, just being able to thank God for the, uh, we live in a home, right? Patty and I were able to purchase a home for five years. We rented and that was, you know, for us, that was hard. And, uh, and we have this home and we're so grateful. And so it's just kind of slowing down, being grateful for the small things and those small things start to shape the big things. And again, not that the macro realities aren't important, but I think so often we forget these micro realities, which 
opportunity of kingdom of God kind of stuff all around us for us to be awake and aware of. So, hey, uh, thanks a ton for listening to the podcast. Uh, Again, uh, if you would like to kind of contribute to this podcast, it's super helpful. Um, Really, it is. Uh, And you can go to Front Porch or uh, Patreon, our Patreon page, which is www.patreon.com forward slash front porch confessional you can go there and you can make uh you can become a patron or you can you know venmo or things like that like it's very much appreciated and it's helping me move some things forward so thank you thank you so much appreciate it okay our passage for today and again there's a bunch of these passages i'm like man i for sure have done a podcast on on this one and and I hadn't so this is one that I was like wow I, I use this passage all the time it is deeply impactful for me and I was actually sitting in an office this week as I was telling you in the last episode you know a lot of times I'm just kind of waiting and seeing what I'm hearing and feeling and and passages that pop up and books that I'm reading and conversations but um, at our church I got invited to be a part of their teaching team which is so cool that they invited me into that and um, as we were talking, this passage was brought up, and I was like, oh, wow, I forgot, man. That passage is so important. It's so powerful. And it's 2 Corinthians 3.17, and it says this, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So 2 Corinthians 3.17, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I had this image in my mind as I was working through this passage about um, the kids have fun with the dogs all the time. They're playing with the dogs. And one of the things they love to do, that they absolutely love to do, is they like to throw a blanket uh, over the dogs and watch what they do. And so our, our, our dog, our, we had a schnauzer for, I think, 12, 13 years, something like that, named Baxter. He passed away last year. A great dog. But um, what we would do is the kids would throw a blanket, and the joke was, like, he didn't do anything. He'd just stand there, and he would just be paralyzed by this blanket. And he, and he, he would just you know, kind of hunker down. A lot of times he would lay down and we were like, it was just so sad. It was like, honestly, pretty pathetic. But then like all of a sudden, uh, we would take the blanket off of him and he would kind of run around. It was great. Yep. But we put it on our other dog, Beasley and Beasley would freak out and toss that blanket off. Right. And, and, and it's interesting in, in the context of this passage, how that image is so important. Like it's just this freedom. Like Baxter was just and completely emasculated by this blanket, which is this very silly, silly thing, but it just like made him freeze. Whereas Beasley was like, nah, get that off of me. And, and when I have this image of what the spirit of the Lord is doing in our lives and what he is creating for us, I have that image of our mind just like tossing that up going, no, I'm moving forward to freedom. I'm moving forward in what God has called me to be and called me to do. And I do not want to be distracted. So in the context of this passage, you know, the Corinthian church is kind of a jacked up, you know, church, by the way, just in case you're wondering, churches are jacked up. They all got stuff. That's always been the case. And it's okay, you know, and we have really great moments. We have really bad moments. And this is where we say, thank goodness for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus, for sending Jesus, because the church just doesn't get it right. So the Corinthians, the Corinthian church is a church that Paul's like, listen, not only am I going to write one letter to you, I'm going to write two, because you got some stuff going on and we need to, we need to deal with it. But Pastor Paul, 
he's very, very patient, right? He's very patient, but he's also a very honest pastor. And he's trying to help them understand the deeper truth of the gospel, the deeper truth of what God has done and what he is doing. And just as a side note, I mean, and I I do think this is an important side note, I really believe that we are in need of more pastors who are willing to share the truth in love. Like really start to go, no, we're not going to compromise with the surrounding area, the surrounding ethoses that are being bounced around in our culture. No, we're not going to give in to that. Let us preach the truth and let us move forward in what it is that God's called us to do. This is what Paul is doing in each of these churches and in these places that he goes and teaches. He's, he really is very patient with them, but he's also very blunt, very honest. And then with the Corinthians, is you know, this is what he's doing. This is how he's trying to help them. But in order to understand like kind of the full context of the passage, you really have to go back, all the way back to Exodus 34, uh, when Moses' face was shining. Moses, uh, Moses kind of stands before the Lord. He comes down the mountain. As a result of coming down the mountain, he has this glory about him, you know, because he has seen the Lord, right? And so he has this glory, and, he sh- and he's kind of shining. Uh, and then there's this bizarre moment where he like covers his face in front of the people, but in front of the Lord, he takes it off. And and this all seems a bit too confusing, um, but it's it's what Paul's trying to do is kind of pull back the, if you will, the veil. Ironically, that's the word that's being used with Moses. But like he's trying to help us understand what's really going on there. Like actually, it's about the fact that as Moses, the glory, the shining on Moses's face is starting to kind of deplete, and and so he puts this kind of shroud over him himself in front of the people to kind of like hide the fact that this kind of shine, this glory is kind of diminishing. And what Paul is saying is he's flipping the script on that. This is what's so beautiful about this passage. And it's so very important. He's going, no, no, no. What the spirit of the Lord is, he keeps that shining rolling. He keeps it going. This is, okay, the old covenant, right? While good, it was not, it's, it wasn't perfect, right? But the new covenant, the new covenant is Jesus is the fulfillment of the new covenant. The new covenant is what allows us through Jesus's death and resurrection to be released into the, 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 the spirit of God. Like what we see at Pentecost in Acts chapter two is the spirit comes and he joins the, joins the people, these disciples, and he joins each and every one of us who confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. And as a result of that, here's where we're at. There's freedom. Really powerful freedom. Glory freedom. The Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And where is the spirit of the Lord? He is in us. He is speaking to us. He is near to us. He is convicting us, comforting us. And there's freedom in that. Now, this opens a door that is so important, I think, for us to deal with, to really start to talk about. And it's this. Are you, are we, really experiencing freedom? And I have to, I have to be so honest I don't, like as I kind of meet with people and, and kind of, uh, you know, go from place to place and look on social media every once in a while, I have to be honest and say, I don't hear much freedom in people's speech. 
and in their actions. Like it's, it doesn't feel like freedom. It doesn't feel like that at all. There's a lot of fear and worry, but not a lot of freedom. I mean, I know you'll agree with, I believe you'll agree with me. And it's almost like you ever, you have, have you like gone to dinner with people and just real like, wow, the vast majority of our conversation is not about how glorious and how wonderful the Lord is and about what the work he's doing, but it's just like complaining and, and, and talking about all the negative things and being overwhelmed by all of that, you know, is that, that's what's tending to happen in our culture, happening to us all around. It's just, it's not freedom, it's fear, it's, it's worry. And that's really an important thing for us to pay attention to. What is really going on? And this makes me think through a real important detail. It really does. And it's, and it's, and it's this, is that it's, what do we actually find freedom in? You know, as I started thinking through that, I'm like, what do we, why is that? You know, these are people who love the Lord, but what is it that they're finding freedom in? And I got to tell you, I, this, as I started working through this, I'm, I just felt like this is a bit confrontational, but I do think it's really, really important. I do think I need to go there, which is this. I think we find a lot of freedom in finances. The more money we have, the more freedom we feel, right? I think we find freedom in our politicians. Oh, if this president's in, it's going to be better. If this politician is going to be in, better. If you know, And it's like, really? You know, we find freedom in our country. Like, listen, we live in America, America, and I'm so grateful for America. And we find freedom in the fact that we live in a free country. We find freedom in freedom. We find, we find our freedom in peace, right? We find our freedom in peace. We find our freedom in comfort, right? Right now, it feels like it's being threatened as a result of what we're experiencing, you know, in this, in this Ukrainian you know, kind of Soviet war is that, oh my gosh, the peace is getting disturbed. The comfort's been disturbed for a while now for the last few years. And it's like not making us happy. But, but before when all that stuff wasn't going on, we felt a sense of freedom. Maybe we find freedom in prosperity. We find freedom in all these things. And it's not, some of these things are not bad things, but they're fairly superficial. But here's the reality. And when it's all stripped away, we fall apart. The freedom dissipates. This is what Paul is getting after. Real freedom, spirit freedom, the kind of freedom that is not impacted by circumstance. The kind of freedom that we see in Jesus moving forward in what God has called him to do inspired by the Spirit of God, comforted by the Spirit of God, moving forward to obediently follow after the Father in obedience. Why? So that we, check this out, right? He who knew no sin became sin, then we became the righteousness of God. That empowered him and moved him forward, the Spirit strengthening him when he felt weak. And even in this moment in the garden where he's like, I don't want to do this. Not my will, but yours be done. What is that? That's freedom talk. I'm not bound by my own circumstance. I'm bound 
by what the Spirit of God is calling me into, and I can find real freedom. In. And, I, and just a side note, just because we have freedom doesn't mean it's not hard. And so I really want to make that case. Just because we find freedom doesn't mean we have hard, but what it doesn't mean it's not hard. It doesn't mean we shouldn't grieve. But what we see in Jesus is in moving forward in freedom and for the love of God the Father and for us. You know, spirit freedom is is truly, truly, truly fundamental to a fully, fully formed life in Christ. So the question is simple. Are you experiencing freedom? And just spirit freedom. Are you experiencing freedom? Or are you afraid? Father God, there's so many people that are afraid. So many people that are just worried and overwhelmed by all the stuff that's happening around us. Spirit, would you continue to draw us in and remind us there's freedom, freedom in you. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.